thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome into our living room here. We're just having us a good time around the Word. And we want you, in your, in, in your watching today, release your faith. Add your faith to the Word of God. Amen. Because faith has to be mixed with the Word for it to work for us. Amen. Um, on the previous episode, we were looking at Psalm 27, and we want to go back there, then we're going to go further today in the teaching. But Psalm 27 in verse 11, the King James translation, it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. And the Hebrew says, because of those who observe me. Yes. Let, listen, listen to this. The devil's observing to, to watch how you respond. Yes. How you respond to the situations and the circumstances that come to you in life, he's watching to know your response. Yes. Uh, why is that? Because he is not all-knowing. Right. You know, uh, God knows everything about your life, but the devil doesn't. He only knows what you show him. He only, learn, he only knows what he hears you say. He only knows about you based on your words and based on your actions. Amen. And that, that needs to matter to us that we're not showing the devil we're down. We're not down. We're not showing him a depressed countenance. Amen. We're joyful. We're rejoicing and we not, we're, we're bold and we're confident. Amen. So notice this. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Notice this. The enemy wants you, number one, to not walk in the ways of God. Number two, he wants you off the plain path. That's what this verse says. So what is our safety and where does our victory lie? staying with the ways of God and staying on the paths of God for our life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, um, as I said, the devil is wanting to pull you off the paths that God has planned for your life. Why? Because then you're, you're more susceptible to his attacks. Whether that's financial attacks, whether it's attacks on your marriage, whether it's attacks on your health. Um, when we're off the plan of God for our life, then we're not on God's territory as we ought to be. And then we're many times we've opened the door to the devil. So the devil is constantly watching to see where he can gain an entrance in our life. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be impressed by him. He's certainly not, he's not, nothing to be impressed with, but be aware of how he works. Yes. Be aware that he's watching for your, he's listening for your words. He's yes. watching your actions so that he will know how to attack you uh, most profitably. Right. Right. Yes. 
Amen? Amen. So we have to be aware of that. It says in Psalm 23, verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. We can't determine, we can't keep the devil from being on the earth. He's on the earth, but we're not under his rulership. Amen. But he's constantly watching how to oppose them most successfully. So uh, what we show him is either going to be an open door to him or a closed door to him. If he sees you blow up every time, you know what I'm talking about, that blow up anger-wise, hot-headed, have a bad temper every time somebody says something to you that you don't like, he knows how to attack you. All he has to do is keep people around you to say things. He knows how to stalk that around your life to keep you constantly upset. Well, if they wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't be upset. Well, if you didn't get upset, it didn't matter, it didn't matter who says what. It's not success just keeping people around you quiet. (laughs) It's you not being troubled or disturbed or upset by what someone around you might say. So it's about taking control of your own self by the, with the power of God and the ability and the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the devil is constantly watching. He sees if you're living worried. He hears if you're speaking worry words. Because if he hears that, he knows how to oppose you. So we want to make sure that what we're giving the enemy in our words and in our actions is not an open door to him. We want the the devil to watch us get out of bed and rejoice before God. If he's going to watch, give him something to watch. Amen. If he's going to listen, give him something to hear that he hates. Amen. How we love the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. The devil hates all of that because that's what destroyed him and defeated him. Amen. So we, we, we see this in Psalm 27, verse 11. Let's look at it again. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. So we see this verse is listing two defenses that we have against the enemy. Number one, stay with the ways of God. Do things God's way. What is God's way? His word. The way he says in, what he says in his word is his ways. Um, So that's the first defense against the enemy. What's the second defense against the enemy? Stay on God's path for our life. Don't get off on on our own man-made path. Stay in the paths of God. Stay with the ways of God because the devil's watching us. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to go with me because yesterday in the episode and today, this verse is where I was headed. So let's go over to Psalm chapter 1 and verse 28. Paul gives us a very insightful instruction and we want to make sure that we pay close attention to it and become skillful with this verse. Again, that's Philippians chapter 1 in verse 28. And Paul writing... now. I'm going to ask those who are here in this studio, where was Paul when he was writing this book in Philippians? He was in prison. He wasn't in the happiest place on earth. Um, He was in a place that many would, it's a dark place for many, right? It's a place you could easily be depressed. It's a place where you could easily become fearful. 
It's a place where many let go of their faith, right? Um, And he's sitting in this place and listen to the words he says from this place in prison. Verse 28, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition. Now, perdition means the word doom. So, uh, which is to them an evident token of their doom. But to you of salvation and that of God. Now, he's saying from a place in prison where many men sat fearful. He says, in nothing be terrified by your adversaries. This man knew something about the ways of God. And he knew something about the paths of God for his life because even though he was sitting in a prison, he knew this, the devil doesn't get the upper hand of me. Now, what if he's in prison showing the devil fear, showing the devil worry, showing the devil talking doubt and unbelief, talking statements like, why did God let this happen? That is a statement that lacks knowledge. Why did God let this happen to me? God permits what we permit. And if we don't know the word enough, sometimes we're permitting things we should not permit. It's not why did God permit something to happen to me. It's like, let me find the word and find out what I need to do. Let me learn my part. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to take Philippians chapter 1, verse 28, and I want us to read it out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Listen to how this reads, and I want to take my time with this because there's so much in it. Paul, writing from prison, he says, Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything. Listen to that. In anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, a proof and a seal to them of their impending destruction. But it's a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation, and that's from God. Yeah. Now, look, let's go back and let's look at these words in the Amplified. Do not for a moment be frightened. When, he, when the word says do not, that means it's treated, this is not an option. Right. Fear is not optional for God's people. It's not optional. Do not for a moment be frightened. Well, Pastor Nancy, you don't know what I've just heard as is going on against my life. Do not for a moment, not, a, not for an evening, not for a day, not even for a moment. Meaning this, anything longer than a moment is too long. Do not for a moment be frightened. And I like the next word, intimidated. How the devil tries to intimidate. Fear tries to intimidate. Financial matters try to intimidate. Never let money intimidate you. Uh, Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated. Look at this. I love this. In anything. In anything. I don't care whether it's a physical condition. Don't you be frightened. Don't you be intimidated by anything physically that may be coming against you. What about financially? Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated by anything that's showing up against your finances. Don't you do it. What about against your mind? Do not for a moment be frightened, be intimidated by anything suggested to your mind. Do not for a moment 
be frightened or intimidated in anything that's coming against your business. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Do not for a moment in any arena. Yes. I don't know about you, but this is, this is a, a relief and a victory to us that we know that not for a moment is it ever appropriate that we're frightened. Not for a moment is it ever appropriate that we're intimidated by anything. Amen. If we are, we've gotten off the ways of God. The way of God is that Paul is showing us the way of God. Don't be frightened. Not for a moment. Don't be intimidated by anything. Um, by, don't, don't be frightened, don't be intimidated for a moment by your opponents, mm-hmm. yes. by your adversaries. Yes. Don't be impressed by the devil's opposition. Mm-hmm. Don't lay in bed and rehearse it and just play it over and over again in your thought life. What we're putting in our thought life is what we're taking to our life. If we're laying in bed and rehearsing and replaying the opposition against us, whether it's physical opposition, whether it's financial opposition, no matter what arena it is, if we're replaying it, we're giving it a place. And he says, don't for a moment give anything that's in opposition to you a place. Well, then what are we going to do? Take what's for you and give it the place. The Word is for you. The Holy Ghost is for you. God's power is for you. The anointing of God is for you. The provision of God is for you. The health of God is for you. The joy of God, the peace of God, the victory of God. Everything that's in your spiritual arsenal that comes as part of your divine inheritance from God. Think about that. To be frightened for a moment, we have to quit thinking about what's for us to think about what's against us, to be impressed or frightened by what's coming against us. We have to forget what's for us. And Paul's saying, don't for a moment become frightened or intimidated by your adversaries or your opponents. Why? Because that's a clear sign that you've laid down and forgotten the greatness of God that's for you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. And it's not just that your pastor is skillful with this. You have to be skillful with this. Amen. Amen. Now, in the Amplified Translation of Philippians 1, verse 28, again, I want to read it and I want, you to, I want us to go a little further in looking at the rest of the verse. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. Now listen to this. For such constancy. Now look at this. This, when you're opposed, it's calling for your consistency. We can't be inconsistent. If we're going to arrive at the fullness of victory speedily, if we're inconsistent, it delays our victory from manifesting. Now, victory belongs to us, but we have to cooperate with our victory consistently. Let me say this. Let's say if somebody's believing God for finances, maybe they need $5,000 for an immediate need. So one day they say, Father, I thank you that you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Now see, that verse can be claimed by anyone who's a giver. And then they don't think about it for another month. Well, for the whole time they're not thinking about it, the enemy is reminding them about the money they don't see. If uh, we, we are delaying 
our answer showing up when we're not mindful about what belongs to us, when we're not talking about it, when we're not calling it by faith into our life, we're delaying it. Not God, we're delaying it. Not only this, the enemy is going to try to get in between you and your answer. So when you start calling for supply to come to your life, every time you release faith, power always starts moving, always starts working in your back, always starts, whether you feel it or see it, it, it's not the issue. Anytime you release faith, the power of God always begins to operate in, in behalf of that situation. That power starts working. Well, what happens? The devil is going to be in, you're here, the power of God's here. The devil's here. He's trying to get in between you and the power of God. He doesn't want that power to reach you. God's not withholding power, but the devil tries to interfere. He tries to block. He tries to hinder, right? He tries to get things off course. So what happens? The power of God keeps moving just like this, always moving. It comes in contact with that hindrance. But if you over here have stopped praising, there's no more fuel. Our praises fuel the power of God, fuels the answer of God, fuels the help of God. If we stop praising, so if we, we start here at first, we, we're, we're, we're on it. You know, praise God. Thank you God for my answer. I'm calling it by faith. And that power starts working. Let me just put it this way. And you stop praising, it stops. Why? The Holy Spirit is a performer. He can only perform as long as we're releasing faith. If we stop releasing faith, he has to stop performing. So when we're praising and we're releasing our faith, the power of God is working in our behalf. It's moving toward our situation, with our situation. And so when we stop praising, we stop releasing faith. The power of God can't progress in the sense it needs faith to fuel it. The power of God meets faith. And if, if faith isn't flowing then power stops moving. And the devil's always got an opposition. He's always got something here hindering. So if you say, uh, if you keep praising, you keep releasing your faith, the power of God keeps working. It keeps working. And it will do one of two things. It will go through that opposition or just go bypass that opposition. But if we're not consistent, it comes this way. We, we, We began a miracle. Mm-hmm. began receiving a miracle. Yes, yes. But if we're not consistent, that miracle power uh, isn't fueled mm-hmm. toward our need, toward our need. And so it stops short. And then if we'll pick that back up, it'll keep going again, you see. So if we're consistent, it just hits opposition, goes around it, and goes right into our need and supplies it. You see that? This is why it's so important. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated. Why? If you get frightened or intimidated, you're going to quit releasing your faith. And it's going to, if I could say this, slow the progress of your answer showing up. So... If, 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 we're, if we're frightened or intimidated, we stop fueling. We stop releasing our faith and the power of God can only meet faith. If faith isn't flowing, the power of God can't flow. So it says this, for such constancy and fearlessness. So the more constant we are, the quicker our answer comes. Amen. I said all that to say that. <laughs> 
I'm just, I'm going slow because I want us to see the importance of this scripture of what this is saying, how to cooperate with God to receive our answer. Listen, we don't want to draw out for 40 years like the Hebrews did in the desert when they could have arrived in a matter of days, but they weren't constant. They were frightened. They were intimidated. And when 12 spies were sent into the land, 10 of them came back frightened and intimidated. And what that did, that stopped an entire generation from entering into what God provided for them. But Joshua and Caleb picked it back up. And within a short time, they're in the land that they could have been in all along. I don't want to be held out of a place that I could have been enjoying all along. I don't want my lack of consistency to keep me wandering, never arriving. That first generation of Hebrews delivered out of Egypt, they wandered and never arrived because they weren't consistent. They would not back down that fear. They wouldn't back down that intimidation. They were intimidated by those giants. And it it held them out of what God had provided for them all along. Well, praise the Lord. Consistency matters. It matters when you're believing God for healing that all throughout the day, praise God, I'm healed. Thank God, I'm healed. And you're saying it boldly. You're not saying it worried. You're saying it boldly. You're not saying it intimidated by reports you have heard against your health. We, constancy matters. Consistency matters. Uh, Sister Gloria Copeland often made the statement, with consistency lies victory. And many times people are saying, why isn't my victory showing up when it's calling for our consistency? We're not consistent as we ought to be. You know, for those people who have a mortgage on their home, as long as you're consistent with your payment, you stay in the home. (laughs) If you become inconsistent, your home is at risk. Why would it be any different with spiritual things? When we're consistent with our faith, that which belongs to us flows unhindered. If we're inconsistent, that which belongs to us is hindered from flowing. So do not for a moment... Be frightened or intimidated in anything by your adversaries. Now, you're going to have to, I I would invite you, take a look at your life and say, what is it in my life that has intimidated me? What kind of thinking, what kind of opposition, what kind of circumstance has tried to intimidate me? What kind of circumstance or situation has tried to make me fearful? I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to address it. I'm not going to cope with it. I'm going to overcome it. Many times people are trying to cope with fear. No, we're not coping with fear. We're not putting up with it. Amen. We're not coping with doubt. We're running it out. Amen. Many are just trying to live life coping. There's no such word in the Bible. Cope. It's called overcome. Get rid of it. Run it out of your life. That, that's going to call for skill on our part. We're going to have to know the word. We're going to have to be doers of the word. So do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your, ad, by your opponents and adversaries for such constancy and fearlessness. Listen, if you'll be consistent, it'll run fear out. We can live life fearless. 
Amen. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign or proof or seal to them. To, to who? The adversaries, to the opponents, to the demons and evil spirits, to the devil. It is, it is a clear sign to them of their impending destruction. Meaning this, you're already defeated and me walking in my victory shows me, shows you one day that you will be totally out of contact with me. And to them of their impending destruction, but it's a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. Amen. Listen, you're not victorious because you're so great. (laughs) Or because I'm so great. I don't have victory because I'm great. We have victory because God is so great and Jesus is so great and what he has won for us is so great. Our deliverance is is by their power. We're not dealing with fear and dealing with opposition based on our power. It's with God's power and God's ability and our authority of who we are in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the devils and demons and evil spirits need to see you consistent. They don't need to see you on your faith one day and, and if I could say this, fearful and depressed the next day. They're learning how to, uh, they're learning how to oppose you by watching you. Yes. And if they see you inconsistent, they know how to help you stay inconsistent. They can surround you with all kinds of opposition. But when you rejoice in the face of opposition... You're showing fear and you're showing intimidation that it has no open door to your life. Praise the Lord. You're rejoicing in the face of opposition is the devil's signal that he has not won in this situation. When we quit praising, he thinks, ah, they're not sure of their victory. Rejoicing is the voice of a living faith that's moving, constantly moving ahead. If people stop praising, the devil hears silence as weakness. He hears silence as an open door to fear because we have to, on purpose, keep the door closed, on purpose. If we develop a lifestyle of worshiping and rejoicing and praising God, that's a lifestyle of faith ever flowing out, ever being released. And the devil, when he hears us constantly praising, he knows I can't get through that door. I can't get through that door because faith is flowing. I can't get through that door. So that's what he needs to hear. When he opposes us, he needs to hear us rejoicing, hear us praising. It is a sign to him he can't get in. It's a sign of his impending destruction and doom. Amen. It's a sign of a it's a sign to him of a failed attempt. An aborted attempt. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. There's so much to learn about this. Our victory is total. I said our victory is total. It is complete and we need to deal with it. We need to be releasing our faith and our victory constantly. Amen. Not just momentarily and not just once in a while. It's a constant flow of our life. Amen. Well, we're so glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky at World Harvest Church of Paducah, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.